Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Morning, good morning, Lyle. Morning, morning. How are you this morning? Yeah, I'm good as gold. How are you? I am amazing. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for lavender. Why? Lavender, uh, why not? I feel like that's the most obvious thing to be grateful for. Just why like would you question lavender, purple Lyle? Purple kind of weeds. It smells amazing. I've been using lavender in two different ways. So I have this like lavender and magnesium balm that I rub on my legs before uh-huh. I go to sleep at night. Uh-huh. And then I also have got, I've now got like a little diffuser and I put um, some water and some lavender oil in it. You have and the then, girliest things to be and thankful for. And then it diffuses. What are you talking about? You're the one who's always like grateful for like steel and tractors and hunks of dirt. That's because those things are real and How cool. is lavender not real? Anyway, I put the oil in the diffuser and I let it mist for like 30 minutes before I go to bed. And do you know what? Lavender is just, is, it's a blessing for people who are trying to fall asleep. Lavender is amazing. And also yesterday. So now your whole room is full of lavender, right? And not only that, it's all in my tummy as well, because I got some lavender latte yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know this causes cancer, don't you? No, it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't. And by the way, when I say latte, I mean like a coffee-free kind of a thing. It's a new thing that you can get at the supermarket. I saw it yesterday after the show, and so I I purchased it. And um, yeah, it's it's, uh, I'll make you one. Lavender latte. I love it. And it's okay. blue because it's got blueberries yeah, in it. I'm not so it's a powder. Convinced, but I'll it's give it a go. It's a powder, and it has like dried powdered blueberries. And I will give this a go. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty good with giving stuff a try. Yeah, I'll have yeah. a crack. Why not? Yeah, I commend you for that for your bravery and trying new things. <laughs> <laughs> what are you grateful for, Lyle? Oh, let me think. Let me think of something the opposite of lavender. <laughs> I don't understand why people hate men hate lavender. Oh, I don't know. My housemate doesn't like. Um, he likes lavender. I'm thankful for classic cars. I have one for sale in my front yard right now. It's not mine, but. It is um, just the cutest little car you've ever laid eyes on. Oh, I saw that in the dark and thought it was yours. Uh-uh. Okay, I was wondering what was going on. I was like, they're selling Sadie Jane? What? <laughs> no. Okay. It's a standard eight. It's pretty cool. I love how you think I know what a standard eight is. How would you not know what a standard eight is? Hands up here who knows what a standard eight is. Look at that. Nobody's hand went up apart from you, Lyle. Nobody, I mean, sure, it's only producer Shell and I in the room, but it's still can't. She knows what a standard eight is. Producer she Shell, didn't put her hand up. She she, not, did you see that? She did like the, mm, and I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a super eight is when it comes to cameras. Anyway, great show coming up for you today. This is a reminder. You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself, for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. <coughs> Look down from a broken sky, traced out by the city lights. My world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos All those people going somewhere Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms with the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see 
Busy street, see a girl in our eyes meet. Does her best to smile at me, to hide what's underneath. There's a man just to her right, black suit and a bright red tie. Too ashamed to tell his wife he's out of work, he's buying time. All those people going somewhere. Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 I've been here a million times, a couple million nights Just moving past me by, I swear I never thought that I was wrong Well I want a second glance, so give me a second chance To see the way you've seen the people all along Give me your eyes for just one second, give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the brokenhearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Give me your eyes Lord, give me your eyes Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, and we are about to get into our quiz. So get ready, switch on your brains, and get ready to give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number. What have you got for us there, Mon? Okily dokily, we have a what number am I quiz this morning for our breakfast Bible quiz. The first clue is this. Anna, the prophetess, lived with her husband this number of years before becoming a widow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was this number of years before she became a widow. Are you listening or reading your phone? Um, Did you catch that clue? Watching um, oh dear full Lyle. drive video, videos on my phone. Lyle. <laughs> no, I did catch that clue and I don't know the answer to it. Okay. I think I... I, mean, I tell you what, when you know the answer, you realise how sad this story is. Because I guess the clue within this clue is that she didn't... Her marriage didn't last very long before he passed away, which is really sad. And then she never remarried. Yeah. That's a bit sad as well. Yeah, I didn't realise it was such a, a short short number of years before he passed away. Mm. Yeah, very sad. 
Well, give us a call. Yep. Sorry, let's 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. If you know the answer, double prizes are available because I don't know the answer. Um, Bit of a tricky one. Maybe yeah. I could take a stab. Go on. I'll take Go a stab. On. You never know. Your stabs are usually pretty good. You're usually take pretty a good. Stab usually in like the first couple of rings around the bullwing. Um, you are wrong. But it's not a bad guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Keep trying yeah, after the next song. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lyle, I'm going to tell you. I'm just, just just taking a stab to encourage other people to take a stab. Okay, you know? yeah, good. You can text because your stabs, by the way. You've had some, some hints here. Mona's given yeah. some hints. Yeah. So that'll sort of put you in the ballpark. And well, I took a stab and I was in the ballpark. So. Although I should say, no matter how long anyone's been married, any sort of death in a relationship is sad. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just didn't have long to enjoy their relationship, I guess, is what I meant. Uh, if you can want to text your stabs, is what I want to say. Uh, you can text our uh, texting line. It's 0491 I've left that microwave beeping in the background, haven't I? I'm really sorry if anyone can hear my, <laughs> my <laughs> porridge. <laughs> Mon's breakfast is ready and waiting. It's a new microwave at this, this different location that we're broadcasting from. And if you don't take the food out of the microwave, it'll just keep beeping at you for the rest of eternity. <laughs> I can't get a break here. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want me to cover a story while you go and get your porridge, Mon? No, I know. It's all right. I'll ask producer Shell when she gets back from wherever she went to. Um, by the way, do we, do we want to remind our listeners why we're at a different location? Yes, we do. Absolutely. Because why? Because it's a special event, and we are broadcasting from the location of the special event. Lyle and Lawson, Lawson, who often fills in uh, here on Faith FM Breakfast Show, are speaking, doing a public speaking campaign and um, talking about the prophetic code. It's a whole series, a whole amazing seminar um, happening. Which nights is it? Friday nights, Tuesday nights, Saturday nights? Yep. Yep. Um, 6.30 here at the Friday Raymond Terrace. Night. You Smishes. said that Friday, Tuesday, Saturday. It doesn't actually go that yeah, way. Yeah, I, I know. Friday, I Saturday, know. Tuesday. It's my bad. <laughs> there's this thing called the week. And Tuesday, these, Friday, Saturday. There's these days and they kind of go in an order. <laughs> what? There's an order? Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you can come. <laughs> don't come any time, but you can come. It's totally for free. Uh, it is at the Raymond Terrace Mission, which is in the main street of Raymond Terrace here in the Newcastle area. So if you're anywhere in this uh, locale, do drop on by Tuesday, Friday, Saturday nights, 6.30. It's just a great, great evening. Amazing presentations, incredible information, and free snacks. Um, there you well, go. Always keen for Absolutely. snacks. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, I've got a really cool story for you. So you know who Thomas Edison is, right? Mm-hmm. Do you, you remember the story about how he like, how many hundreds of light bulbs did he go through before he was successful? About a thousand. And how long did that take him? I can't remember. It was like... But he found about a thousand ways not how, how not, not to make, make a light bulb, and it would have taken him quite a long time. How about Lyle? What if someone gave you a patch of the desert in India mm. and said, "Here you go, grow me an oasis"? Mm. How long would you attempt to grow an oasis in the desert before you gave up? I'd probably give up at around about the thousand foot level. I don't even understand what that means. Maybe 1,500 feet. What do you mean? That's how far I would drill for water. Oh, 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 oh drill for water. So if I can't find water, I can't make an oasis. So how, how long would drilling take in a day? Oh, I don't know the answer to that, but it'd take a, you know, a fair while. i got to tell you the, the most incredible story, Lyle. This guy tried to make an oasis in the desert and failed for 20 years. I have to ask why. Okay, so he's he's just this determined old farmer. I didn't know they had desert in India. 
it, they have plenty. They have heaps of desert in India. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in this area, more, great than a, more than a million mm. acres of desert landscape. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it's like shrub and, and, and small bush. A bit like Anala Bowl. Yeah. 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 It's, An arid zone. Yeah, right. I guess it's not a bit... It's not like the Great Sandy, and it's not like the Sahara, but it's like the, the Anala Bowl. And... Um, yeah, so he's a determined old uh, farmer named Adand Dawaj Naji. Uh, he, re- he actually had a career in government work and, um, and he actually retired early so he could take on this project. Um, so I've actually got the exact figure. It's 614,387 ha- ha- acres. No, hectare. Hectares. Hectare of land or five times the size of Delhi is apparently uncultivatable um, as per the government records. Um, and uh, he's, he's such a dynamic old man. They actually described him as a dynamic old man. And uh, the government didn't get any result in trying to cultivate anything in this area. And, um, and he got permission back in 1998. Um, he was working for the De- Desert Development Program of the Himalcha government. He took early retirement so he could voluntarily try and try again where they had failed. The government had failed and given up and he was like, do you know what? I'm going to try and grow a forest. So he quits his job. He watched the government pour just scads of rupees into this and got nowhere. And so he, out of his own purse, spent all his life savings um, trying multiple different ways to cultivate growth of anything. Uh, you know, he tried the seedling method, he tried the contour plantation, he tried many different things. Um, and would you believe he's finally had success? He's had an incredible amount of success. This is really cool. So hang on, let me just scroll down because the, the pictures are beautiful. The pictures are just gorgeous. Initially, his saplings actually had a mortality rate of 85%. Mm. And uh, after he finally managed to hone his technique, the mortality rate dropped to 1%. Wow. That's incredible, right? That's incredible. He now cares That's for... That's a little bit uh, of a better percentage than you have with growing Shut things, Shut up, Lyle. <laughs> what's, your, what's your mortality rate? Everything dies. 110%. 100%. Everything's dead. Unless I give it away. The only things that have ever survived with me are the things I've given away. <laughs> that should be a motto for my life. Um, anyway, so he now cares for more than 160 acres of forest in this region. And not only is it forest, he also grows kidney beans, potatoes, green peas, apples, and apricots. And he... His technique, which is so unique to like the area, he's now shared it, shared these farming techniques with other locals so they can also grow their own food and greenery. And not only that, but when other farmers or, or, um, or businesses who are in the, uh, in the agriculture, um, uh, seen over there when they've run out of saplings or when they're having a hard time with their crops or with their plants he supplies them he's like do you know what i got you and so he supplies the whole region it's, it's just incredible um so he's now actually working on planting coniferous trees uh which he says is essential for combating climate change in the region so he's like he's taken a stab at making an oasis in a desert he succeeded after 20 years of failure and now he's like do you know what i'm gonna take on climate change next <laughs> I think awesome. this, guy, this guy should be like the president or something. Um, but yeah, so incredible guy. And like, he's just an old timer. He's just an old timer with his little beanie on out there in the garden. I've got a picture here for you. Um, oh, where is it? It's just gorgeous. It's like this. You can still see how it goes. Um, oh, no, I don't have it. I think I forgot to screenshot it for you. Sorry. Like, oh, no, here it is. There you go. Look at that. Desert all around. And then right in the middle is this 
just wow. That is lush. that is truly an oasis. It is, isn't it? it yeah, is, yeah. It's like that is green, green, green. Yeah, it's like a, it's like sort of like this brownie haze all around the mountains and all the plains, and then smack bang in the middle is like an emerald jewel of a, of an oasis. I think this is an incredible story, um, especially because you know he invested all his own savings in, and put them into the project, and uh, I think this is a great lesson to learn. You know, for ourselves, you know, sometimes <laughs> it feels like we spend 20 years <laughs> trying to learn lessons um, <laughs> and getting nowhere. But remember, if we, if we stick at it and we stay with God and we keep following God, we will eventually get to the oasis, even if that oasis might be in heaven. So a little encouragement for you today um, on our little good news segment here this morning to, to never, ever give up. And to keep trying and keep trying new things like this old old timer did, you know, even took early retirement to try it. Uh, and if you have a good news story, do give us a call here one eight hundred Faith FM one eight hundred three two four eight four three. I actually forgot, someone stopped me in the street yesterday and told me a good news story to share on air, and I actually completely forgot. I'll share it tomorrow. You can share it in the next section. Nah, I want to hear what you have to say. This is Johnny Cash. Well, the Bible tells us about a man who ruled Babylon and all its land. Around the city he built a wall and declared that Babylon would never fall. He had concubines and wives, he called his Babylon paradise. On his throne he drank and ate, but for Belshazzar it was getting late. For he was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His kingdom was divided, couldn't stand. He was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His houses were built upon the sand. Well, the people feasted and drank the wine and praised the false gods of his time. All holy things they scorned and mocked, but suddenly all their mocking stopped. For on the wall there appeared a hand, nothing else, there was no man. In blood the hand began to write, and Belshazzar couldn't hide his pride. For he was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His kingdom was divided, couldn't stand. He was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His houses were built upon the sand. Well, no one around could understand what was written by the mystic hand. Belshazzar tried but couldn't find a man who could give him peace of mind. But Daniel the prophet, the man of God, he saw the writing on the wall in blood. Belshazzar asked him what it said, and Daniel turned to the wall and read. My friend, you're weighed in the balance and found wanting. Your kingdom is divided, it can't stand. You're weighed in the balance and found wanting. Your houses are built upon the sand. Welcome back, everybody. That was Johnny Cash with Belshazzar here on Faith FM. We are working our way through the breakfast show, and that means that we are up to the second clue for our quiz. If you didn't get the first time around, then you can have a crack at getting it this time around. Can I have another stab? And then if I get the stab wrong, uh, can you do the clue, and then I'll have a, have a crack after the clue? No. Uh. Wait, what? You want to guess and then have the clue and then guess again? No. 
Unbelievable. Um, what number am I? I just want to see if I can get it with a stab. That's well, all. then write, write down your stab. No, I don't want to get it wrong. But don't be don't be so scared. Just write down your guess. No, it's okay, no, Lyle. It's going to be all right. Read, read the go clue. On. Read the clue. No, no, no go on. Have a little clue. stab. No. Have a little stab. I'll let you do it. Go on. <laughs> don't be scared. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Mine, read us the clue. Don't be scared of getting things wrong, Lyle. We all get things wrong. <laughs> go on. Go on. I'm not going to read the clue until you have your stab. I'm really keen to see that. All right. So coming I'm up in serious news this morning. <laughs> I'm so I'm intrigued to see show. if you've like figured it out in between like the last. No, I, haven't, I have not figured it out at all. I just, I have no idea. I have zero idea. I just want to see what I get it with a stab. But I want to see that you hold up, at least hold up your fingers and because I just want to see what you're thinking is. Well, that was a pretty 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 good stab, but still wrong. <laughs> ah, see what you did to me. <laughs> you just want to give away two prizes. No, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have another stab. Okay, after I've read the clue. Here we go. Here we go. Right. What number am I? Saul waited for Samuel at Gilgal this many days after which he offered up a burnt offering himself. The impatient Saul couldn't wait for Samuel to get to Gilgal. So he was like, stuff it, I'll do my own burnt offering. Mm. 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 Give us a call if you think you know what it is. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Have your stabs at 0491-064-669. And if you get it right, we'll send you a prize. In fact, we'll send you two because Lyle is stabbing incorrectly. Mm. You're going to have another stab now? No. No, you just want to have a little, a, a little mull over it? Yeah, I think I stabbed the wrong direction. You did. I went left. I should have gone right. You should have. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, coming up in more serious stories this morning, the uh, abortion bill has passed the New South Wales Senate. This is uh, the New South Wales abortion bill um, with some, yeah, rather interesting amendments. There's about 102 amendments, which shows just how flawed this bill was when you've got to make 102 amendments. That's and crazy. That's a pretty crazy bill. Um, it doesn't ban same. It doesn't ban sex selection abortions. No. Uh, so basically, it's a war on women, um, and will result in the death of lots and lots of women. Um, <coughs> it does have a bit of a bland statement in there, discouraging it. Yeah. Like, yeah, we kind of um, don't think this is a good idea. What's that going to do? Uh, Nothing. Um, one of the parts of the bill, one of the one of the uh, amendments that I f- find to be just completely um, hypocritical is that if you are performing an abortion, you are required to do everything possible to kill the child while it is in the womb. But if it comes out of the womb and it still has life, you must immediately swap to doing everything you possibly can to save the life of the child. Now, I don't get that because yeah. abortions are supposed to be mercy killings. Yep. That's, the, that's the concept behind them. That they're supposed to be relieving suffering. And how have the circumstances changed once the child comes out of the womb? Yeah, they haven't. They haven't. The circumstances are still exactly the same. And I'm, so, I'm still boggled that they think it's merciful. How is it merciful in any regard? Okay, and it boggles my mind too. But you know, if you listen to what people have to say, and you know, people are just—you know—people have come from you know terrible backgrounds or terrible circumstances, and there's you know there's a lot of um, very very sad stories in our world. And from those sad stories, you can build a case for you know mercy killings. We can say you know, we can look at this child's life and say this child's going to have a horrible life. They're going to have you know just be, be raised in the worst possible circumstances, you know, etc. 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 So it's better. Th- for us just to kill the child. 
Yeah, I think if the child had a voice, it'd be like, do you know what? Please let me live. Oh, of course. I don't care if I'm going to have a rough life. I'd rather live. One of the um, one of the really disturbing aspects of the bill is that they are there's no legislation to ensure painkillers uh, for the child while it's being killed. Oh. Um, and you know this is uh, this is a confronting story. I know this is a confronting story, and there are many of you who are feeling very, very deeply about this right now because I know there are, you know, there are so many, so many mothers, who, you know, one in four pregnancies in Australia end in a termination in in an abortion, and I, and so I know there's a lot of people listening this morning. My heart just goes out to you, mm-hmm. um, but we do have to cover these stories, and we do have to state it as it is. That's just the the challenge it is. And if and if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling bad, then uh, you know, give Lifeline a call. There's lots of people there would love to uh, talk to you, or um, even call us here at Faith FM, and we can put you in touch with people. Um, our number is one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Um, <coughs> there's all no, also no restrictions on the sale of um, the tissue of unborn children. So once the uh, the, the child has been um, aborted and removed from the womb, then there's no restriction on selling um, any of the tissue, any of the body parts, etc., from that what? unborn child. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. They did change the name of the bill. Um, it is no longer called the Reproductive Health Care Bill, but the Abortion Law Reform. Mm-hmm. Which is slightly more accurate. Yep, one hundred percent. I I do support that. I would have gone further, and I could come up with a uh, a number of other different names mm-hmm. for the bill, mm-hmm. but um, they may not have been nice names, so I won't go there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's what's happening in New South Wales. We move across to Western Australia, where. You know, really what we've got here is a commentary on where society is at and the value that we place on life. Um, so the, the euthanasia bill uh, goes to the Western Australia upper house. So we're going to the opposite end of life now. So um, we can uh, kill babies and old people. Are you serious? Um, and if I was to have sympathy for either of these, I would definitely have more sympathy for the euthanasia bill than I would for the abortion bill. Because at least... People, you know, in a euthanasia situation have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't support it because I think it it lowers the value of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I wasn't a Christian, I would probably, you know, from an emotional level, support it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this bill passed the lower house uh, 45 to 11, um, now about to go through the upper house, and it allows for uh, voluntary euthanasia uh, one year uh, before the uh, person, a person with terminal illness um, who has one year left to live, um, anywhere in that twelve-month period, they can uh, they can choose to die. There's about 102 safeguards that have been put into it, so there's a fair bit there. Uh, there's got to be sound mind. There's got to be no coercion. There's got to be a couple of medical assistance. You know, all those kind of things um, that are in place. And I think that those, you know, are good to have those safeguards there. That's really important and very very responsible. But at the same time, here's the thing: what it does is it removes God from the equation. Yeah, it does. Exactly what it does. And so many times, you know, you and I, we're Christians. How many times have we seen miracles happen? Yeah, how many times have you heard a doctor say you've only got this much time to live and then people are just completely proved him wrong? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I've got a, uh, a member at my church who uh, was given a year to live and he could have gone, you know, if this bill had been passed, he could have gone down this particular path right here. But what's he going been going for now? 11 years or something yeah, like that? And he's going like strong. one of the nicest guys ever. Absolutely. I would not have met him 
if he'd done that. And I'm yeah. really glad I did because he's a, he's a great guy. And, and I could tell story after story after story mm-hmm. along those same vein, you know, yeah. along those same lines. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, another lady, you know, young girl that we prayed for with leukemia, same situation, six months to live. Mm-hmm. And that was like 20 years ago and she's yeah. still going strong. Yeah. Um, so we do see miracles happen and we do see people's lives being restored. And what I fear here is that particularly in the cases of young people, you know, depression can cloud the mind and depression uh, mm. can definitely kick in. You know, if you've got a year to live and that's what your doctors are telling you, there's, there's, there's no question that you're going to struggle with depression. Right. It can become like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And rather than, you know, and people's lives are going to be lost that could live really good and productive lives. Mm-hmm. That is what worries me. Um, they could be living great lives. They could be having a productive, uh, a productive life, and you I, know. And the other thing is that it cuts them off from the opportunity of salvation if there's somebody who hasn't given their life to God. The other thing that, I'm, that I was thinking about is just the trauma that this would cause for the healthcare professionals that have to be there to watch this person kill themselves. I mean, it's going to be traumatic, no matter how like gentle or non-invasive it might be. If it's just you know, like like taking a needle, like I would not want to be the nurse who was on shift to have to stand at the bedside and watch someone voluntarily kill themselves. Yeah, it's, it's hard enough. You know, in ministry, we stand at bedsides while uh, people take their last breaths. Um, it's just, you know, it's something that we do, and it's never nice. Yeah. It's always hard. Anyway, we're moving on. This is a song. The f- <laughs> the f- <laughs> you need to get the glasses on while. <laughs>
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. And joining me in the studio is Brian. Brian Clark, is it? That's Brian, right. welcome to the show. So glad you can join us here on the show. And Brian has a bit of a story that he's going to share with us about uh, his health. But uh, before we get to that story, maybe, uh, Brian, you could tell us a few things about yourself. Whereabouts are you from? Are you from the local area or...? Uh, from Bonnells Bay. Oh, that's not too far away. Just down the road. Yep, nice, nice spot down there on the lake. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and you're a Christian? Yes. Yep. Go to um, Lakeside uh, Seventh Day Adventist Church. Ah, oh, there you go. Fantastic. All right. So um, yeah, down there and not not too far from Bonnells Bay. Now, um, Brian, you understand about three years ago, I heard that you were scheduled to go under the knife. Um. Sort of, yeah. I, I had a, uh, I'd had. Or it was proposed that you go under the knife. Yeah, yeah. I'd had an angiogram, and I was told that I had uh, three blocked arteries. Uh, two were permanently blocked. Um, one was partially blocked. Um, and I'd had a. This was probably about like the twenty third of December. So there was no surgeons. That everyone was on holidays, and I had um, a bit of time to actually do some research. And I came across um, a doctor in America by the name of Dr. Can I say his name? Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yep, yep. Esselstyn. And I had sent him an email and I actually, he asked me to ring and I spoke to him for a while on the phone. And he um, said I should buy his book and I said, oh, look, I've already ordered it. And and what the, the diet is, is actually a vegan diet and you can actually, through diet, uh, reverse um, your cardiovascular disease. Okay, so you've got three arteries. blocked arteries, two of them that would never recover. Yeah, but they've found their own way around. Again, they sort of had done their own... Ah, the body's around. amazing thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but the other. So this is why you're still alive then, was because they'd rerouted the, yeah, uh, the and, flow. And, and I didn't know. I, I, I had had an, a heart attack, uh, apparently, which I didn't know. I had had done some, have done some damage to uh, my heart, but to what only minor, very minor. There was some scarring there, um, which sort of uh, scared me. And then I thought, well, I've got to change my diet, and I've um, virtually gone on to a, a vegan diet mm-hmm. and a plant-based uh, food diet, and um, hopefully, I'm sort of clearing out my arteries. Okay, so let's go back to three years ago when you get this diagnosis. What was your your local doctor, your local medical staff, what was their uh, proposal to solve the problem? Well, the, the problem, well, to solve it was surgery. Okay, so they, what, they open up your chest and uh, dig out everything that's blocking the artery or replace it yeah, with something else? Yeah, divert and put, put um, a vein instead of an artery and... Yeah, I guess. But Where do they get the vein from? Well, they pull that out of your leg or something right. like that. So you have this big cut down on your leg. Yep. Uh, pull that out and then do your bypasses. Okay, so they open up your chest to do that? <clears throat> yes, yep. That's a pretty daunting kind of... Uh, well, it's a pretty invasive sort of uh, operation, yeah. How did, you, how did you feel about the idea of having, you know, first of all, your leg opened up, an artery being, a uh, vein being pulled out of your leg, then your chest opened up, having open heart surgery and grafting that in there? How did, how did that make you feel? Um, I, I don't know, because I didn't, didn't think about it very much. I, I thought, sort of like, heck, I don't want to go down this <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't blame you. I wouldn't think about it either. I, I was thought, like, I, I, was look, I, I thought the food 
um, was a, a good alternative. Sure, yeah. sure. I think that uh, a lot of people when they're facing that kind of thing um, would be in a very similar situation. I know I would find that incredibly daunting. If somebody came to me and said, yeah, we're going we're gonna to cut you open, we're going to pull this out of there, and we're going to put that in there, and uh, we're going to be messing around with your heart. You know, when, 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 when people start talking about uh, we're going to open up your chest and mess around your, with your heart, that's got, to, um, that's got to be pretty daunting. Now, you chose, obviously had some time on your hands because of circumstances that you mentioned, um, to do some research. You've gone to a plant-based diet. Um, had you ever been, had you ever experimented with like a plant-based diet or anything like that before? Uh, <clears throat> I had a little bit with, um, my um, father was a butcher, mm-hmm. so growing up we had meat nearly three meals a day type of thing. Um, so I would have been classified as a big meat eater. Um, yeah, so you kind of set yourself up for um, blocked arteries. <laughs> yeah, well, um, my dad died of, uh, had two heart attacks, and the second one sort of um, took him out. But, um, and I was sort of like, oh, heck, I don't want to get in that track. I thought I was sort of complete, was healthy. Yeah. Um, but not on the inside. Um, the, uh, the diet that I, I was on, and plus with the cardiovascular history, family history, um, you know, the history is sort of like um, the rifle, I guess, and the trigger is your diet. Um, and so that's why I wanted to change. Um, I, I was having, um, you know, familiar with uh, vegetarian diets and things sure. like that, um, but I would still have a little bit of um, meat or chicken and things like that. But I'd already done the damage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. By going to a uh, a completely plant based diet, what? How did your uh, How did your local um, medical professionals and doctors react to that idea? Um, the surgeon wasn't. Um, he sort of virtually poo hooed it, sort of thing. He thought, oh, and he said to me, "Oh, look, I deal with steel," um, and I thought, "Heck, he just wants to cut me open." But uh, my local doctor, um, he said, look, that's fine. I can, um, yeah, I'll help you with that. Um, and he, he sort of helped in a CHIP program. Okay, that's, right. that's the, yeah. um, what is it, cardiac. Uh, Paul's, Paul's here in the background. It's a complete, complete health, health improvement Improvement program. program, complete health improvement program. There we go. We got it. We got, we got it right. <laughs> Thanks to Paul, uh, who was just uh, yeah passing through the studio right now. Okay, so um, you got involved in the chip program? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I was actually sort of said that I could, but I yep. told the doctor what I was doing, <clears throat> me, what I was doing, and the diet that I was on, and he said, "Oh, that's that's probably actually a lot more stricter than the chip program." Okay. Yep. Um, so, and that's what I've been doing uh, for the last like thirty three months. And what's the result? Um, well, I've still got to have some further tests, but I feel great. Um, I've got more energy. I don't feel tired in the afternoons. Um, you know, before I used to get two or three o'clock, I used to feel um, a bit lethargic, and I'd get a uh, have a coffee or something like that to pep me up. So I've cut coffee out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'm feeling good, um, and yeah, just a lot more energy. Do you exercise as well as um, yeah, diet? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Fantastic. so I play a bit of tennis, surf a little bit. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. 
Yes. So if you're going to do exercise, you might as well enjoy it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I see these people jogging down the road and it's like, to me, that just looks boring. I know some people really love it and, and all the joggers are going to be crucifying me right now, but I would rather be out uh, you know, playing tennis or you know, doing some surfing or something rather, yeah. um, hang out with some other people, make it a bit of a community kind of thing is, um, is always a, a, a yeah. great idea. Um, am I allowed to ask how old you are? Yes. How old are you? <laughs> um, I will be 65 at Christmas. Okay, so coming up to uh, kind of uh, retirement, retirement era. Age, yeah. 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 And you got big plans for your retirement when and, <clears throat> when and if that comes? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, it's definitely good to head into retirement with, um, with good health and with improved health yeah. and with the, the, the prospects, you know, in the future of, of being able to... Um, you know, to, to live a long and a healthy life. It, it, you know, so often I've seen people who have reached their retirement and, you know, six, eight months later they've killed over with a heart attack and died yeah. and, and just never had that opportunity to enjoy that, um, that period of their life. So uh, I really congratulate you on making these changes in your lifestyle. Um, plant-based diet is something that we really support here on Faith FM Radio. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, we'd like to give it as much support as we can. Now, I just wanted to mention that... Um, we have a book here um, that goes along with the TIP program and, you know, very similar, uh, covers a lot of similar, you know, issues to what you're dealing with. It's uh, the U-Turn book. Understanding, preventing and reversing lifestyle diseases such as uh, overweight, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol and heart disease. So I think that you um, probably fit in there in a couple of... Uh, couple, couple of those of, categories. couple of those categories. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. So this is by Hans Deal, Dr. Hans Deal and uh, um, Eileen Luddington. And uh, we're making this available uh, just as a little bit of a promotion here and as part of your story, Brian. Um, <clears throat> and so the number to call if you would like to uh, purchase a copy of that, I think it's like a dollar or something or other. I can't remember how much these are, but they're very inexpensive. Um, just give Paul a call. Uh, 0410132491 because we want to do whatever we can to promote healthy living and and we're just uh, yeah super glad to hear about your story Brian is this um, as a Christian person do you feel that um, your spiritual life and your prayer life contribute to have contributed to your healing as well is this something you took to God or Um, is this something you're like yeah I can do this it's it's something yeah that I've prayed for uh, for help with it as well um Yes, I believe that you can't do everything, or you can't do yeah everything by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think the uh, the connection between spirituality and health is a connection that is sometimes lost, sometimes lost in the medical profession, um, but something that uh, you know we can we have so much that we can gain from. Yeah. Um, Which some, sometimes I'll pray, uh, you know, to uh, help me with my diet because it's actually quite hard to uh, stick to um, and you did mention it was stringent a stringent yeah. diet how stringent a diet is it well uh, this diet I want to have no it's a, a vegan diet but there's no oils and fats or in there so all the, the stuff that I used to love uh, chocolate bars or chips potato chips and stuff like that um, yeah sort of like you sort of see them um, I buy chocolates and things for um, people at work in um, but uh, yeah, and but occasionally I'll sort of like uh, it gets the better of me, and I'll have one. <laughs> but, Do you uh, find that the temptation eases over time? Yeah, well, there's probably um, there was a, probably twenty 
oh, nearly two years or so, and I hadn't had chocolate, and then I, I had a chocolate bar, and I actually felt sick when I, I'd eaten it for, from the sugar because mm-hmm. um, I had no sugar in my diet as well. Yep. But I, I virtually had none before I started anyway. But I, I watch when I go to the supermarket and I look at uh, uh, bread or anything, or I read, read the ingredients of mm-hmm. everything now yep. before I purchase anything. What uh, what percentage of your diet do you think would be raw food? Do you eat a significant amount of raw food? Um, yeah, I have a lot of raw food. food. Yeah, I'll have a lot of uh, spinach. Um, I buy packets of those spinach uh, a week. Um, yeah, I, and when they're not on the shelf, I panic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what am I going to eat? I'm going to starve to death. There's yeah. no salad this week. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I, uh, um, raw would be a high percentage of my diet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Yeah, if I do cook, it's just blanch sort of things that, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, uh, I, I've changed my diet a couple of times in my life, and I know that, um, you know, those first few weeks, like we've, I'm on a drastically sugar-reduced diet, so basically, you know, there's no there's no sweets, there's no chocolates, there's no you know sugary drinks, there's nothing like that in the house. And for the first six weeks, you know, you go there and you open the fridge door and you stand there, willing it to appear, and it doesn't appear. But then you get past it, and then you know, I've had that experience of eating a chocolate bar and, and feeling sick afterwards, and like, why did I do that? Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel bad after it. Yeah, Nothing yeah. Like and yeah, then you push it away. Then I sort of don't have any for weeks. Then yeah. What about your uh, your workmates and your church friends and that kind of thing? They uh, they see this as a positive or a negative? Um, oh, as a positive, yeah. Yeah. But I I have my own sweets in that now. I, I um, make a banana bread, and uh, but it has no has flour in it, but it has uh, no sugar or anything in it. But and I'll put um, uh, some strawberries in it. Um, I'll put um, some prunes, banana, a few blueberries, and it, it's sweet. Um, so that's where I, yeah, and that's what my piece of cake I have during the day. Yeah, nice. <laughs> something yeah, like that. Absolutely. Banana bread I make. Um, can I ask, uh, you got family? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And how does your family feel about, uh, do, uh, they, do, do you have any family members who have adopted the same diet? Uh, my son did it for a little while. Um, he's a paramedic, but um, he... Um, yeah, and he lasted a little while. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't quite have the same motivation. Yeah, yet. well, that's right. He I, wasn't about to go under the knife. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got a yeah, different motivation. Yeah, highly. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather yeah do the diet than go under the knife. Yeah. Yep. Do do the do the food rather than the steel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Uh, Brian Clark, we uh, appreciate very much you coming on Faith FM this morning and talking to us. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, we're going to move on with the show right now. After this song, we have the 8 o'clock news coming up. And after that, we will be back with Encounter with God and our 20 Million Movement, where we will be studying the Bible together. You're listening to Faith FM.
Christ will hear you. Christ is near you, though you've gone astray. Now is the day of salvation. Let him wash your sins away. Now is the day of salvation. Today. to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hi, I'm Peter Watts and I'm sure like me at some time you have asked these questions. Does God exist? Is there anyone out there? And is God for real? As an atheist for years, my answer to those questions was no. But since then, I've had to reconsider the evidence. Evidence that points to a God of reason, science, love and hope. I'm inviting you to discover these answers for yourself in my exciting new series entitled, Is God for Real? You can hear Peter Watts starting Saturday, October 19, 7pm, Erinna Room at Erinna Fair. That is Saturday, October 19, 7pm, Erinna Room at Erinna Fair. I came to church a beggar and found I have a saviour so Anna Beden It is all so very simple Don't miss this once in a lifetime event as two of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters come together in concert October 12th, 6.30 at Maitland SDA Church Call 0413-122-348 now to book your seat Was a man they called him Jesus. Walked the shores of Galilee, healed the sick and calmed the waters, made the blind eye to see, raised the dead and cleansed the leper, had the power to set men free. But best of all, he went to Calvary. Let it die for you and me. I want to walk. walk. 
like Jesus. Talk like Jesus. I want to be just like my Lord. I want to help my neighbor. Mourn him later. I want my life to spread his word. I want to sing to heal the world. I want to tell the world about his love. Walk like Jesus. Talk like Jesus. I want to be just like my Lord. I wish that I could have been with him when he stepped out on the sea and heard him say to Simon Peter, Come, my son, and follow me. face we shall behold oh what a time we'll have together shouting down the streets of gold i want to walk like jesus i want to talk like jesus i want to be just like my lord just like my lord i want to help my neighbor born in labor i want to spread I want to sing, I want to shout, to heal the world, I want to tell, I want to tell the world about his love, I want to walk, walk like Jesus, I want to talk, talk like Jesus, I want to be, I want to be, just like my Lord, walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, I want to be, just like my Lord, I want to help, help my neighbor, or him labor, I want to spread, I want my I want to see, I want to shout, to heal the world, I want to tell, I want to tell the world about his love, I want to walk, walk like Jesus, I want to talk, talk like Jesus, I want to be, I want to be, just like my Lord, just like my Lord. I want to walk, walk like Jesus, I want to talk, talk like Jesus, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be just like my Lord.